Hello and greetings. I am JR. Thank you for tuning in to the JR Show podcast. Now, the episode today is actually a bizarre one because the legendary Lauren Daigle uh, was my guest. Um, she was going to do a Zoom call with the entire industry, like program directors, music directors, people who add songs to their playlists. And uh, Lauren and I have always you know, gotten, gotten along pretty well, so they always ask me to kind of host conversations that are, uh, I guess, there's other people eavesdropping on the conversation while Lauren and I uh, chat new song um, from Lauren Daigle that we get the opportunity to chat about, but it's always good to catch up with my Cajun buddy, and uh, here was my conversation with Lauren Daigle. Hey, JR. Hello, my friend. How are you? See this, uh, you know how in hockey, people don't shave their beards until they win the Stanley Cup? I said a couple of years ago, I said, until Lauren Daigle puts out a new song, I'm going to grow this beard. And I... <laughs> I nearly jumped when the P.D. Martin song came out, but I'm like, I think that's P.D.'s song, so I can't shave yet. Lauren's just the guest on it. So here we are. I, I might be able to shave when this gets released. Hey, um, it looks really good. You should keep it. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Hey, we, uh, I basically just want to conduct um, just kind of a back and forth with you and I just so people can hear your voice without you feeling awkward sitting there alone talking to screens. So let's, before we get to the song or anything like that, I just want to ask you, um, you know, it's a 101 softball, but gives you the opportunity. We're talking those first couple months of lockdown where none of us knew what was going on and nobody could leave. Um, what did that lockdown teach you that will be tattooed to you forever, perhaps? Oh, you know, it'll um, with you. I think pace. P-A-C-E, because I found myself actually in a true state of rest. Um, and I watched the world slow down. I watched, like, have you seen that video where, like, penguins are walking across, like, neighborhoods and goats are, like, eating people's flowers? Yeah. And it's, like, animals from around the world. And it's all of these animals that kind of, like, saw a city as their free range, like free roaming ground because everybody was, and it was just like, wow, this is really cool. Well, fast forward. Um, I, I was in Atlanta. It was like the week or it was maybe two weeks after the shutdown happened. And, um, while I was there, I, we went on a walk just in a neighborhood and I noticed that there were people that were sitting out on the, the front porch with their neighbors um, like, you know, across the way, but they were having conversations like from porch to porch and you'd keep walking and you'd see like a family all sitting down and like with little elementary school kids having like lunch together. And there were these beautiful moments along the way. And I always treasured that, you know, um, growing up in South Louisiana, we really appreciate the simple things, but I think I really quickly realized how fast of a hamster wheel I was on. And when you're in the middle of it, you can't, especially when it's so much fun. Like I, I love what I get to do. I love this world of music. I love it so much. I love touring. I love being in the studio. And I, I 
never really saw it as like an addictive space, you know, like as a place that can get really, really, it could just suck you in and you could never want to leave. Um, and so I think pace, like true pace. So like right now I have kind of this infrastructure. We just started implementing with my um, manager and I, where I do two weeks home, two weeks out, two weeks home, two weeks out, just to try to keep that balance and that rhythm there. Um, and then the other word, so pace is one so that, I, so that things don't have weight and intensity and stress the way that they used to, but that it's genuinely just the overflow of joy. That's what I learned. Okay. So secondly is restoration because I think the past couple of years, there's been a lot of friendships that have broken. And this year, because everything was put on pause, it was this moment of really getting to restore friendships that had split into different directions. And now we have a weekly zoom call. We all live in different States, um, but we have a weekly zoom call and jump on and just touch base with each other. Or we have like a group text that's constantly going. So it's really, really, it's really special. Um, so I would know. say restoration not, of relationships and then, and then, um, pace. I'm not mad. Like you could have just texted me. Like I'm not angry. <laughs> so, you know, thanks a lot on your restored friendships, but what about me? Yeah. I, right didn't, now? I didn't get the invite on the text thread, but Hey, real <laughs> quick, you mentioned fat Tuesday. I want to tell the audience that I don't know as fellow radio personalities, it is my least favorite day of the year, Fat Tuesday, because I, everywhere I go, people stare at me and they're like, that's his day. Today is his special day. And it's just, you know, they look at my belly, they look at the chins and they're like, good for him. He gets a day of his own. <laughs> and, uh, it's just not, it's not well, you fun. Could, you could take on Lundy Gras. What is Lundy anyway? I don't know. This is the day before Mardi Gras. They were like, we gotta have, we have to have two of these special days. Yeah, right. Lundy Gras. And one that's not about you being fat. You could be fat. Lundy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I do like, I know I get paid for an air shift, but my job doesn't stop at 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 1 a.m. I am engrossed in what can I see with my eyes and turn into content. So if it strikes at two in the morning. I'm up emailing myself, hey, this that whole Fat Tuesday joke was something, you know, that, that I thought it too. <laughs> no, but I mean, you can't turn yes, that off. As a content no. creator, when it strikes, you got to roll or you miss it. So I wanted to ask you, just being a songwriter, can you ever turn that part of your brain off? Or is it something that's a blessing and sort of a torment where you can't just simply stare at a beautiful setting? You're thinking, that's a song. Like, can you shut that part off? No. And let me tell you something. Yesterday, uh, I had a call with my manager. We talked for three hours because I talked her head off, let's be honest. And I'm sitting there. Okay, I have this idea, this idea, this idea. I was so inspired, inspired, inspired. I was very inspired. So inspired. I came, I sat right here and I, I think we got off the, the call at like four or five. I did not get up from here until 10 PM. And then I went, I went to bed around like two 30. Cause my brain, cause of what you're talking about, my brain just kept going and going and going. And then finally I fell asleep. And then about three hours later, I'm tossing and turning, waking up with another idea. And then about four hours later, I'm tossing and turning. And I was like, man, 
there is something about the buzz of creativity getting in here and being a part of it's like mowing the grass you know how when you like see the before and after instantly that that sort of thing where you can sit down with an idea and you watch it come to life and have shape that you never knew was underneath the surface and I think that is one of the most compelling elements of music is because you sit there or creativity as a whole because you sit there and you never know what's inside that's going to come forth. And then once it has come forth, how will it impact other people? How will it, how will it impact you? Um, it's really interesting, but that I couldn't, let me tell you, I mean, this thing is intense. Okay. I sat at the piano for five hours, six hours, whatever. After I did that, I got up, I did three loads of laundry. I did a load of dishes. I cleaned the the surfaces in my house. I organized, I like, I went like manic because it was like so much of me was filled up. It was like, bam, 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 bam. I got all of these things done, which is why I couldn't fall asleep till 2.30. Cause I was just like, I'm awake, I'm awake for the next five hours. And that's on half a cup of coffee at 1 PM. Wait. So it wasn't like I was all jacked up on caffeine. Wait, five hours at the that piano. Is what creativity does what was that do your legs fall asleep like on like when i'm on the toilet for longer than (laughs) it happens yeah there is that dip in the middle so it changes the way that your you know sacrum is is placed but um i did notice like last night i got up and i was like oh my gosh i gotta stretch like my lower back is so tight i'm like lauren you better chill out girl you're 29 years old stop acting like a 50 year old okay yeah Kidding. No offense taken. <laughs> no offense taken. Yeah. But I, I want to be like, I want to be 25 when I'm 50 and I need to figure out how to do that now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. JR, do you have a squatty potty from Dave Arthur? <laughs> and let me tell you, it is a game changer. <laughs> I have them. Love them. I prep. For I got the show. collapsible ones so you can slide them underneath like a, a cabinet or something when you don't want everyone else to know that you use yeah. that. But I use it. So it's healthy. You, you creative types invest in a comfy squatty potty you don't know when an idea is going to strike you just got to be ready oh hey so that i can get rid of this beard let's talk about new lauren daigle um can you just walk all the people um just walk us up you know what were you wearing where were you sitting how did this one come to life for you this song okay well this is my love jacket oh look at all the hearts look at that yay for hearts (laughs) Um, I was not wearing this though. Okay. I was probably in sweats, but secret is for everybody listening, everybody watching. Guess what I'm doing? I'm doing the sweat pant game on the bottom. And then you look presentable with the <laughs> a sweater on top. Yes. I'm doing the same Did thing. It. I was like, whatever. And then look at the socks and the slippers. Look at you. Around. This is called Mardi Gras. Um, I freaking love those zooms where people are like, where people have like accidentally tipped their camera and they're like in their undies or something. I'm like, that is, that is the best. I hope if anybody listening, if that's happened to you, please send me the footage because that is epic. Um, okay. I don't remember what I was wearing. I do know that we were in Arizona. It was an off day on the road. We were on the uh, the Look Up Child tour, or one of the tours for Look Up Child. And I remember being really tired that day. And we had gotten kind of like a melody idea or a lyric idea. 
spinning in the room. And I remember, I don't know why, but I was like, I got to go to, I got to just get out of here. I'm going to go to the nearest gas station. Like, I was like, what is there around here? We were kind of in the middle of nowhere. And um, I was like, I got to go get, I don't even drink sodas, but I think I got a soda. I was like, I I just needed something, you know? Um, Anyway, and I found myself just kind of in this space of the combination of just wearing yourself thin, you know, and exhaustion that where you've like actually depleted all of your means. And I, I told the guys, I read it with Paul, maybe and Paul Duncan, and I love writing with those guys, but I remember thinking like, okay, I only have so much that I can give to this. Cause I'm, I'm fried. I leave, or we, we get a, a concept started or something. Um, and then I had to go take care of something, come back. And they had a lot of the song done, like the bulk of it finished. And I was like, wow. I remember thinking to myself, okay, cool. I don't really have any emotional attachment to it because I was so tired and I left and came back. It wasn't like a song that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is mine. I can't believe it wasn't like that, which I think is, is profound. And I think this is a good thing. Um, so I leave that setting and fast forward a couple of days and we're in Wichita and I see I, it's this, uh, it was the artist with this A-H-I, that we call him I. He was walking across the venue and I said, I, come see, I want you to sing this song with me. And he doesn't do, like, he does not do uh, duets. It's like a thing. He doesn't, he's not about it. And we, he was like, I was like, come on, like, you would love this song. I think you're going to love it. So we sit down and literally there are pictures of us pinning like the last lyrical notes or like telling, okay, BGVs, do you sing this part? I sing this part. And then I'll sing this part. You know, we're all working it out. And then we performed it that night. And the way that the audience cheered and grabbed a hold of it, and I could see people wiping their eyes and I could hear people saying, keep going, Lauren. Like, yes, this is what it's about, you know? And uh, it was such a beautiful representation of what the song was about. Here I was depleted. I was like, yeah, I, I don't really have the space for any emotional connection to this. Um, and yet the people came and completely flipped the script of how I love this song so much. And um, I've shared it with a couple of people and I cry like nearly every time that we play it because I think it is, it's one of those songs that are so personal. My friend was with me through just one of those seasons where you feel like you're losing who you are and, you look around and you see damage in every direction of some sort that you've been a part of. Right. And I remember looking and thinking like, this is the restored friendships back to that. Yes. Lauren Daigle has the potential to destroy friendships. Okay. And I think that is honest. Um, And here I am sitting there looking at just messes that I've created along the way. And I was trying to, understand damage control right and I have this friend a couple a handful of friends that in the midst of you know my chaos or my holding on to the wrong things or whatever that looked like um they were the tried and true that said we believe in you greater than you believe in yourself we see who you are regardless of a spiral we are going to be the ones that are faithful to remind you of who you are to remind you that God is completely capable of everything 
that you throw in his direction. And um, that line, you know, when I'm slamming all the doors you've opened, like there are times where you just, in life, you can feel like you're um, in a wrestle, like in a true tug of war with yourself, with people around you, with God, with, with the way of the world. And it is the people that stand next to you and don't show you all the things that you're doing wrong, but they actually say, hey, I know who you are. Hey, I just wanted to remind you, I know who you are today. Hey, yeah, I know that was your reaction, but guess what? This is who you are. And I feel like those are the vessels that the Lord uses as his mouthpiece to say, Lauren, that's actually me telling you, I know who you are. I know who you are. And just hold fast because times will change and things will change and you will change. I've always been someone that doesn't like change. I am the person that's saying, hold on to me because I want everything to stay exactly the way that it is. But this song is about there being somebody that holds on to you, even in the worst of moments. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely come to be a song that I just, I deeply treasure. JR, thank you so much for being a part. Oh, oh. I appreciate you hosting this. Always great to see your face. And it, I was one of the ones that did hear it. And it's, it's the next smash. That's absolutely beautiful. Yay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Shave the beard. <clears throat> you get to shave your beard. No more itchy face. Next time, don't wait two years. I mean, years. of course, I don't know anything about an itchy face, but <laughs> kidding. I used yeah. to beg my dad, please, dad, grow a beard. I want to see a beard. He has like butter baby skin. Yeah. And I'd be like, I want to see you with the beard. Yeah. And he tried it for two weeks. He's like, it, it's just so bad. I got to get this off me. Yeah, by the way, the PD Martin. Song. I'm working on mine though. Can you tell? Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty good. <laughs> What's that? Two days? Uh, oh my gosh. Hey, the PD All Mar- right. Well, thank you the so Martin much. The PD Martin song is great as well. The, the PD Martin song. Is what was incredible. that? The, um, Come Home oh, Again. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. I appreciate it. It's fun to dance to. My little niece loves it. She's three. Yeah. I'm cool with the three-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that. Of course, uh, the new song from Lauren Daigle is available. Hold on to me. And always great to get new music from Lauren. And she is just a breath of fresh air. Love being able to chat with her. Um, Now, I just want to let you know, if you hit subscribe on the JR Show podcast, you're always alerted when new content comes up. And let's talk new content. The next chat is going to be a wee sit down with Mr. Chris Tomlin. Legend. So we're going from legend to legend here. Um, also, you can follow us on Instagram. Appreciate you telling people about the JR Show podcast. And uh, we try to put up a new chat for you every single week. Again, if you hit subscribe, you will be alerted when new content comes up. Thank you for listening. We'll uh, talk to you next time with Chris Tomlin. Peace.